podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. And folks, we begin on a sad note today with the news that Peter Robinson, the former chief executive of Liverpool Football Club, has passed away at the age of 86. Peter Robinson worked for Liverpool for 35 years and was proudly able to say he'd never sacked a manager. He was the mastermind behind much of the brilliance that took place at Liverpool. Great teams in the late 70s, the 80s and the 90s. He was the architect behind those teams. He was the man who picked managers. He was the man who put trust in managers. And many people say that the club has never been the same since he decided to step down until Michael Edwards took over. Someone that worked in the background, someone that rarely made a mistake. 29 trophies Liverpool won while Peter Robinson was involved at the club, which speaks to the impact the man had. You'll find excellent pieces written about him. There's one on This Is Anfield. There's a tremendous one written by Phil McNulty from years back um, when Robinson stepped down and retired at Liverpool. You'll find that on liverpoolhistory.net. liverpoolhistory.net forward slash articles forward slash article forward slash 1743, 1743. Check that out. It's really good. It's well worth your while taking a few minutes just to read that. It is a tremendous piece. And Phil McNulty obviously is an Everton fan, but was close to Liverpool and close to Robinson for a number of years. So do check that one out. Um, to move on to happier news, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain's ankle injury is not as bad as feared. It looks like Ox will miss the Arsenal game and probably the Palace game but should hopefully then be back for Cardiff in the FA Cup, which will be great. Now, it does mean that we're a little bit short of numbers again, which isn't ideal. You would hope that Curtis Jones can continue to perform. Maybe the goal he got against Brentford will give Taki Minamino a bit more confidence. Kate Gordon might step up and see more minutes. I think he showed some promise in his uh, little cameo against Brentford. We did get a boost in the Harvey Elliott is now back in team training, not full team training as yet, and he's still listed as non-contact. So he's not one to be tackled, but he looks sharp, he looks lively, and that's great to see. Now, I think people need to temper their expectations on when he will return to actually playing games, but... It does appear like he's well ahead of schedule. It does appear like we should see him late February, perhaps. I think they're going to be really, really careful with him. I don't think they'll take any risks at all with Harvey. I think they realise what a special talent he is and they don't want to risk any sort of setback or any sort of reoccurrence of the injury, which would be very, very cruel. So expect to see him in training pictures and different things like that over the coming weeks, but I wouldn't expect them to fit play any part for another while yet. We should also temper expectations on what he will do when he gets back in the team. 
obviously he was showing very promising signs before the injury and the performance that he, Fabinho and Thiago put forward in midfield against Leeds on the day he got hurt was outstanding. And those three looked brilliant together. And it did look like Jurgen Klopp had maybe settled on something that might resemble his first choice midfield. There's no doubting Harvey's talent. And in this number eight position, it does seem like a good fit for him. He's a a bit of an awkward fit in the right-sided forward role because he doesn't have that blinding pace that Klopp likes his wide forwards to have. Now, I'm still of the opinion that if we could sign Rafinha in the summer to play that right-sided eight position, we should absolutely do it and develop Harvey behind him. And Rafinha can play other positions. Harvey can play some other positions. The team can shift and move around. But I wouldn't necessarily be just you know, putting Harvey in and Penn in that position for next year, if there's an opportunity to go and upgrade the position, don't think you should ever hold yourself hostage, regardless of how talented a player is. If you can get a better player, I think you get the better player. Uh, Pepin Linders gave the press conference ahead of the Arsenal game, as he has in the League Cup games. Uh, he said that Obviously about Ox, he said about Harvey. Um, he said Harvey needs time. He said Ox, the injury is not too bad. Uh, he said Thiago should be back after the international break, which is brilliant news. So all the doomsday predictors who said he was out for the season look like they jumped the gun. Uh, Divock Origi remains a mystery, though. It'll be after the FA Cup tie before he's back. We've had no real transparency of what his injury is. He scored against Wolves, and we haven't seen him since. It's really strange. Um, With regards to goalkeepers, Linders wasn't overly committed to suggesting who will start. He said, what is good is we have three really good goalkeepers. We are happy with all three of them. I'm not sure who the third is. I assume Pitaluga. I assume it's not Adrian. I assume it's not Adrian. Uh, He said that Liverpool really do want to get to that final. Oh, he said Adrian. Jesus wept. Pep and Linders. Ruling yourself out of any suggestion you should be a future Liverpool manager with such nonsense. Um, Yeah, he said Liverpool are desperate to get to the final. And it will be great to play at Wembley. And with regards to Arsenal's uh, spoofing and attempts to pretend that they have an injury crisis, uh, Linders was, you know, diplomatic, as you'd expect. He said, we have our own experience about this, so it's difficult to judge from the outside. We saw that with our situation. I fully respect the submissions because I 100% trust the medical departments of Premier League club. He's talking out of his backside. Let's be fair. There's nothing wrong with Arsenal. They've got two or three injuries, one COVID case, and a few lads at AFCON. That's all it is. They're just hoping to get their players back. And as luck would have it, Thomas Partey will be back for them at the weekend because Ghana got knocked out. Isn't that convenient that with all their crying and everything else, they've basically had to play two games without Partey, and now he's back. Um, moving on, 
Nabi Keita and Sadio Mane will not be back, neither will Mo. They will have extended stays at the AFCON. Nabi and Sadio saw their teams qualify from their group. Uh, Guinea, a surprising defeat to Zimbabwe. They went 2-0 down. Nabi scored an absolute worldie. An absolute worldie to drag them back to 2-1. But they go through in second place anyway, behind Senegal, who qualify as group winners. Senegal struggling to score goals. Uh, they scored one goal in the competition so far, a Sadio Mane penalty in the 97th minute of their opening game. Guinea, a win, a draw, and a defeat. Nabi, probably the player of the tournament so far which is brilliant to see. Mo will play tonight against Sudan, and a win puts Egypt through from Group D. So you'd expect that Egypt will overcome Sudan, and Salah is likely to be the one who helps them do that. Moving on then to Liverpool.com. Oh, Liverpool reject Nat Phillips' loan to buy as Reese Williams nears return. Interesting. Let's have a gander at this. Liverpool have rejected a loan to buy offer for Nat Phillips this month, but the centre-back is still due to leave as Reese Williams prepares to loan to return from loan. Neil Jones has said that Watford made the offer of a loan with an obligation to buy if they avoided rele- uh, relegation. Liverpool turned it down, still believe they can sell him permanently and get close to their asking price. It's getting tight. It really is getting tight. There haven't been any real offers because I wouldn't class that as a real offer. Um, There's been talk of interest from PSV Eindhoven. He doesn't fit a Roger Schmidt team. There's been talk of interest from Syria. Haven't seen anything to back that up. There's been talk of interest from West Ham, from Burnley, from Newcastle. Newcastle just seemed to be throwing shit against the wall and hoping something sticks. So it may well be that when they fail to buy one of the other 50 players they've bid for this month, or 49 of the other 50 players this month, they um, they will settle in and buy Nat. But... West Ham seem to be looking at a higher calibre of player and Burnley haven't moved yet. So Burnley were waiting to see what they do. Tarkovsky's at a contract in the summer. They may sell him. And if they do, perhaps then that becomes an option for them. But again, I think they'll have better options. I think they'll look in the championship at at Dickey, at QPR, at Worrell, at uh, Nottingham Forest. And they're more along the lines of what Sean Dyche will want and probably more affordable as well. Uh, moving on then to Liverpool.com. 37 million inventor can reinvent himself to give Jurgen Klopp a new creative option. So this is about Bobby Firmino. Uh, Roberto Firmino has returned to the Liverpool team in good form. Dubbed almost the inventor of his current role by Jurgen Klopp, he may need to adapt again. Obviously with Diogo Jota pushing him for that number nine position, it's possible that Bobby might have to look to move into a different area of the team or that the the shape could change. We don't know yet. Um, 
there has been some talk that Bobby could play as an eight, and he probably could play on that right side. But I still think his best role is going to be in the forward line, even if he's not a starter. It's probably time for him not to be a starter based on the last couple of years. But Bobby can still be a very, very valuable a, a piece of the squad. He can still be the, a great fourth or fifth option in attack, depending on what happens this summer. Uh, Pep Linders praises Liverpool's weapons from everywhere. Uh, fluff and bluster about the um, about the players, you know, the standard thing that you hear from managers and assistant managers, especially at Liverpool, where everything is the best and everything is the best. Um, Liverpool need Diogo Jota to be more selfish as honest admission creates Mohamed Salah problem. Diogo Jota has stated he plays wherever Jurgen Klopp wants, but his best work came through the centre. He can no longer be emergency Mo Salah cover. I think his best work came on the left, to be honest. I think his best overall performances have come from the left, but he definitely has done well through the middle, and when he plays through the middle, he is more that poacher type. There's definitely work to be done in his all-round game, though. Uh, Liverpool get FSG reminder as Everton fiasco brings Steven Gerrard plan into sharper focus. Um, this is drivel, to be totally honest. This is speculative drivel. Liverpool have ideal transfer window to get Mo Salah air with perfect Harvey Elliott link. Interesting. Uh, Jeremy Doku. But Jeremy Doku would not be a Mo Salah heir. He's a very, well, he's a totally different type of player to Mo Salah. Um, his explosive style on the wing has seen him score with both feet, cutting in in the manner of Salah. Yeah, except he does it from the left. Jeremy Doku is best from the left. Now, he's playing more from the right because Ren brought, uh, bought Kamaldi and Suleimana, but Jeremy Doku is, is Sadio Mane regenerated. He's not anything like Mo Salah. So that's just quite silly to be, to be totally honest. Um, Liverpool confirm major 13.5 million boost as Luis Suarez wants sensational transfer reunion. So reports in Spain suggest that Luis Suarez wants to play for Steven Gerrard at Aston Villa. Now, it's Gerrard Moreno who's questionable at best. But Coutinho is there, the, the, the Stevie is there. It wouldn't be a surprise if Suarez rocked up. What I will say is that Suarez is 35 next week. His legs are very close to gone. I don't know how effective he'd be in the Premier League. Now, what I will say is him and Ollie Watkins could be an interesting front too, because Watkins will do all of the running for him. But I think I think Suarez goes to the MLS. I think Inter Miami is the club that he ends up at. So that's where I'm expecting that we see Luis Suarez into Miami. And I think Messi will probably join in there eventually. I think Beckham's 
draw will be bigger than Gerard's draw when it comes to it. Uh, Mario Balotelli has been linked with a Premier League, a Premier League return. Um, I, I don't believe it for a second. Uh, Reese Williams could be set to be recalled from his loan. He's not getting his game at Swansea, so there's very little point in, in leaving him there. You might as well bring him back and sell Nat and just have Reese as the fifth centre back. He showed last season he's every bit as good as Nat and he's better on the ball, so I wouldn't be too worried about bringing him back. Um, on AnfieldIndex.com, we've got some new podcasts up. The latest under pressure entitled Turning the Tables. No Cy Brundish, no Gags Tandon, but it is Dan Kennett, Dan Rhodes, and Phil Barter. So do check that one out. There is the latest scouted. Myself and Carl having a chat about a little bit about the Arsenal situation, about Everton, about the FIFA Pro 11 and a few other bits and bobs. So give that one a listen. The new Mulby on the spot is up. Uh, Trev and Jan having a chat about the most recent games. And Rate Don't Hate for Brentford also there. So do check all of those out. And that's me for today, folks. I will see you tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.